Welcome to From the Bone Vault, coming to you live from Below Midnight Lair. I'm Gil. And I'm Justin. Oh man, we watched a Yubi Bow film. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we watched uh, In the Name of the King, oh. a Dungeon Thief. A dungeon siege. Do we tale, have to say the whole the title, title like that? I mean, do we? Are we required to? Because I feel I feel dirty saying the whole thing. I mean, it's a dirty movie. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and not in the good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it, guys. Uh, yeah, we watched the uh, 2007 UE Bowl epic in the name of the king. Um, it's based on a video game? Question mark. Um, it. Yeah, it's based on a uh, a video game from the. I want to say like a 3DO game. Uh, PC from what I remember. That's where I remember playing. Yeah, it's it's one of those like, I want to say it's like a, almost like a CDI. Like it had like little cutscenes and stuff, I want to say. Yeah. And it, there's not much story in yeah, it. Yeah, it was it's like, it was like of, a, th- a third perspective, kind of your Diablo style game. You ran around. It was pretty generic fantasy, but um, it's, um, it was an okay game, but I don't know that it warranted a film. Um. Well, we watched it, so... Alright, um, I, I... I mean, someone would sell the property to him, so he bought it and, <laughs> and made this shit out yep, of it. Yeah, and, and uh, got some money moved around in uh, only a way that Yui Bowl can. <laughs> so we can we can probably go through and just do the cast yeah, list really quick. Yeah, it's uh, pretty impressive for how... Sh- yeah, go ahead. Cast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably one of the best assemblies of actors who are better than the movie they're in that you'll ever see. It's... Uh, Jason Statham plays Farmer. That's just the name they give the character. Uh, Lily Sabliski plays Morella. I can't say the name right. Uh, John Reese davies plays Merrick. Ron Perlman plays Norick, which I think if you see Ron Perlman in any movie like this, it's pretty much a bad sign. <laughs> uh, I think her name is Claire Fort- Fortani. She played Solana. That's the wife of the main character. Uh, Christina Larkin played Alora. I think she's one of the tree women. Yep. They're like women that live in trees there's not really much, much explanation for what's going I on they think just, they they're the supposed to be elves but uh, anyway i read it like there were amazons almost like they lived in the forest and they're away from men because men make war or something but it didn't really explain why they could control the trees or like why they rode around on trees and stuff like they were like they, they, they don't touch the ground often they just hang from vines and kind of like that's what they do chill on vines wow um and then there's still people in there, like Matthew Lillard's in here. He's Duke Fallow. Uh, Brian White was Commander Tarish. Uh, and the big ones are like, um, so you have Ray, Ray uh, Leota, who was Galleon. He's the villain. And Burt Reynolds is the king. And that's pretty much everybody worth noting. I, um, mm. Burt Reynolds is kind of phoning it in. Like, he really isn't even, like, delivering his lines. And... Several different characters are doing different accents during different parts of the movie. I mean, they uh, tried. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is just not there. No, he's just reading dialogue. I mean, he was there. Yeah, he was there just, for a paycheck. He literally is just like speaking the lines. <laughs> like, well, I was like, Ron Perlman. So just, he's given up. A real quick blast through of the the plot, as it were. Uh, Galleon, uh, aka um, Ray Liotta, is a bad magic user who's trying to take over the kingdom. Because that's what you do, apparently. Um, and the good guys are trying to stop him. Uh, and uh, basically, it was, let me just say this to everybody: Did you see the Lord of the Rings movies? It's that. It's that. It's it's well, it's all the well, all the Gallion, all the head points from Gallion's that movie. like what they call a magus, and supposedly they're like mages that work for a king, and the mages are directly tied to their following of a king so like if a mage follows a king they they can they're more powerful like their power comes from that and then they explain later in the movie that basically he crowned himself king of these like animal people so that he could you know use his powers still right and work for himself it's i guess this it whole thing a where, plot hole? yeah i mean was it even a plot hole though? Because they 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 only tell you that right before they tell you why he's king. Exactly. You know? Well, that that brings and, up that actually brings up a good point about this entire film that it it it's so many points. I felt like the scenes that were put together in the order they were put together were not the original order. This seemed like a deck that got reshuffled several times, where people were coming into scenes and were picking up certain parts that 
never should have one led to the other. Like there should have been another, like there was some exposition that was cut out between those two takes or they reshuffled uh, the scene order or, or something because it just did not seem to work at all. Oddly enough, I never got that idea. Like in, in my mind, it made sense the order it was shot in. It just felt like they were shooting too high for what they were, what they were working with. Like they they were wanting it to be Lord of the Rings. Like they wanted to be oh, Lord of the Rings yeah, so, so bad. badly. So you obvious. could tell. I mean, like and they they like they sat there and went like they had to have somebody in the background watching Lord of the Rings and saying, "Okay, okay, okay. This is the kind of lighting they had. This is kind of how that fight looked." I mean, one of the one of the more blatant ones is that there's a battle scene at the end of the movie, which is taking place in broad daylight, basically. Like it, they've marched there in the daytime, and for whatever reason, they didn't like this is just an effect or a time thing that they caused themselves. The battle's in broad daylight, and they get out there, and he casts a spell to make it rain and like be dark. And there's no reason for this given. Like it's not a visibility thing, really, because it doesn't really affect or hinder anything. It's just wet and slippery at that point. But it looks like the battle for Helm's Deep because oh. that, that battle fought in the rain. Yep. Yeah, with the with the torch lighting on people and them fighting in the mud, those kind of things. So Well, they even had the moonlight. And the thing about the about Helm's Deep is that it's a very specifically lit scene in Helm's Deep. And they they use it for a certain reason. Like the battle starts off in darkness and gets lighter and lighter. And then at the end, when, when stuff gets good again, it gets, the light comes back. But this is just like in darkness and you can't tell who's fighting who there's major characters. One major character dies at that point, like not a major, major character, but one of the characters we know by name dies. And you can't really tell what's happening you can't. because you can't, it's you, not so clumsily not and it's so wet and dark. And it's not even, it, it wasn't, None of the fighting in this film got me amped up. Like I was, I, I, I really enjoy Jason, Jason Statham. I like his movies. Um, I, I like his action film, everything. I, I love watching him fight. This movie did not get me excited to see sword fighting. There were no, there was no combat in this film that I was like, just like, Oh yeah, cool. Get to see a cool action scene. It all felt just, bad like just terribly well, it's a bad movie for him to be. like it's not a movie he should have been in like honestly i don't have anything against jason statham I, I like him in a lot of movies but i feel like this movie is not a jason statham style movie it, it felt like a lot of that like ray liotta just had no business to do that. <laughs> ray liotta feels like a mobster oh, trying man. to be a magician i know it, it felt like if he if he would have been now his his suit was pretty vegas but if he would have been in a more vegas oh, yeah. showman outfit Oh, that would have just made it. Well, Lily Sobleski is trying, question mark, but at the same time, she's also, um, I want to say that they, they based her look on just a picture of Jonah Arc they saw somewhere, or like yeah. a movie about that character, because that's what it felt like to me, like, oh, we're going to do Jonah Arc, and like, I think that what you're saying about scenes missing really counts for her parts because her parts are yeah. weird. Her parts are they really go through disjointed. like she's being chased and she's not being chased, and then there's like the women in the woods know her somehow, but how they know her, like it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, they don't really give they don't really give good context on. to like uh, John Reese Davies' uh, character, his his you know Merlin in this movie is not it's just good. It's just not good at all. I mean, he doesn't his Merlin and slash Gandalf, <laughs> but it's not like you would expect there to be some kind of, um, I don't know, a through line or an explanation of their powers, or at least a, I have a position and this is why I have to do things or, Hey, I, there's a reason I'm talking in riddles because I can't, I literally can't give you the secrets of the universe. Like I could really mess something up. Um, but they don't even try for that. I mean, they literally, the moment you get in and you're, uh, he starts talking about power and the balance and that part where it comes to this quick uh, scene where he's saying, I can't believe you were making out with my mortal enemy. And it's like, but you're not giving any explanation of like when it says he tapped into the bloodline. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? Does he have more power than you now? Is he pulling on this universal piece of something that actually gives you another mage's power what does that mean they don't explain it like the movie I mean, doesn't have to sit there and give me you, every finite you don't detail really explain but. that at all they just kind of say it and i guess what they meant was that um something to do with 
him being able to sense his next move or I don't know what, like something to do with that because the guy seemed to have like sensory powers, but he wasn't sensing the other guy in the castle all the time. And, exactly. You know, whatever else. And really, they don't even make it clear that that's his daughter very well. Like, no, they don't, you don't see. I them thought together. that was the princess for a while there. I did too. You don't, and, and I've seen this movie before, and I forgot that and thought it was the princess again. <laughs> but you don't see her. You don't see her with him until like maybe minute forty or so. In fact, she interacts with the king before that, and it's kind of at that same time you see her with the with the actual her father because she's talking to the king and he gets like poisoned or whatever right and he starts battling and that's when her father comes into the room with her but i don't think you see them interact before that at all a lot of stuff's not clear like i i think one of my favorite things is like the, so like the movie the movie really like gil kind of like grazed over but the movie starts off like insane like it starts off with like them being at Jason Statham's farmhouse and his wife and kid are there and they try to show us like, oh, his wife and kid and Ron Perlman are all friends together and they're like, you know, a big happy family and Ron Perlman wants to be a soldier for some reason. <sighs> and they're just, they're talking and it's just, it's so bad foreshadowing and like shitty. Yeah, but it's like, it's like you, like you can call it, like it's like a Babe Ruth called shot through the whole film. Like, oh, well, he's going to die and she's not dead. Well, it's more that it's more that they just they try to set up like this relationship and make you feel like well these characters could die and it's sad, but you don't care like you have no you only get attachment. to know the son yeah. before. You the, have son, no... the son's the one who gets murdered. Even... And it doesn't make any sense why he gets murdered because like so the first fight scene is just like Statham's at his house or farmer's at his house and I cannot fucking he, believe like, they called him someone farmer. around him and these guys just run out and start fighting him. And he oh, fighting no, 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 no. That orc or whatever the Krug <clears throat> is they're calling him in here. Krug, that Krug yeah. that appeared behind him and clocked him had to have rolled the highest stealth for a fully armored. Well, it, he, he rolled a stealth so high that it wasn't even visible to the audience because no. Statham's kind of not blocking that spot. And it's just a camera motion that lets him step in. Like, the camera swings to one side so hard that he steps in from the left side of the screen. And then when the camera swings back straight, he hits the statesman in the back of the head. But there's no way he could have gotten up behind him without the audience seeing no, it either. No way. No way. It, just, it, was, it was just bad. But, yeah, so, like, he sends his, he sends his wife and kids to um, their her, her parents' house to meet up with her brother and, you know, her parents. And oh, to Legolas' reason, Ron, house? I'm sorry. Yeah, Ron Perlman's there too. And they're like, well, Farmer didn't come because he's he's doing work at the farm or whatever. So he gets attacked and he fights these guys off in one of the weirdest fight scenes because you don't really understand that he knows how to fight. Like, he just busts out fighting moves and it's just, it doesn't, they don't explain where he got the moves from, how he learned them, what happened. They do at one point say he grew up rough, but I mean, rough does not make no, you No, like, it doesn't make you a, a, du- a, du- a dual wielding badass. And so they do all that. And so then they go to, he realizes that they're going to attack the town where his uh, mother and father-in-law live. So he runs there on a horse with, no, I take that back. Ron Perlman and him ride there together. Oh, after the barn um, fight. Yeah, after the barn fight with these creatures. So they get there. And this is where the movie starts to break up scenes and the editing gets really weird. No, not weird. Bad. Bad. It's so bad. I mean, but, but... but when I say weird, I mean, like, weird editing could also be bad, but, I mean, it's weird in that it's incomprehensible. Like, if it was just bad, it could be bad and understandable. Like, you could still make sense of it. But there's parts of this where time jumps, and there's no indication of that. So the first time it really happens, it's blatant, is the wife goes outside to talk to her father in the bell tower. And they're like, the bell tower is for if there's a time, if there's wars and you know, you ring the bell to warn everybody. Oh, we just all happen to be here. the father's up there ringing the bell. And we just all happen to be here. Well, no, remember the father rings the bell because the wedding is happening. I know, I know, but it's, it's a pretty good contrivance that they're all in the bell tower at that point. Well, yeah, the father rings the bell for this wedding, and she goes up there to meet him, and, and she and the son are up there. So they're up there, and they see spots like the Krugs in the woods at the edge of the forest, like, moving around and shit. And so the Krugs come into the village. She sends her father and her son back to the house, and she's going to stay and ring the bell. So you see her stay and ring the bell, and then a few sequences later, you see her in danger because the Krugs are coming up the stairs to get her. But you don't know what they're doing at this point. No. So it cuts away and you think, okay, it's going to cut back to her fighting them or her being killed or whatever. Nope. 
from a distance you see somebody like look at the tower and it is full on engulfed in flames like there's no kind of like way it could have well, caught fire that quick look what they no cut, one had fire near it look what they cut to i mean they they cut to the princess just randomly getting sword training that she never uses uh yeah she does take her sword out at one point like she's gonna use it but doesn't do anything with it you're right and and so yeah but we also forgot the other part where during the barn fight at the beginning Satan kills like this boss thing that's like a shadow beast and um Ray Liotta is inside the shadow beast like eyes like what like helping it fight and moving it and he's commanding the Krugs through this creature and so when he gets killed he loses that body and he's like oh I'll just summon more of them and so we're supposed to think that that one action by a random person he just happened to run into while, I don't know, fucking with a farm for no reason, makes him mad at Statham the whole rest of the movie. He has no reason to follow this person to attack him. He goes out of his way to harm his family. He goes out of his way to do, like, it's not yeah. until later that he figures out who this person really is. Sure, and then he's got a reason to actually sense. do it because yeah. it, it doesn't, it justifies his goals. Oh, I want to take over. But why did he, atta- I don't understand, it, it baffles me why he attacked this place at all, other than just be like, I'm oh, balls crazy. I even wrote, I even wrote a, um, a little, like, note, like, why is this attack happening on this farm? My, my only guess that they could make up a reason for would be like to say, the king is losing control of his kingdom. Like, if the king has to come out to fight these things or won't come out and fight them, it makes a rebellion more likely because people are upset that their families are being killed and they're not doing anything about it, which kind of starts to happen. Yeah. When Lillard, when Lillard kind of takes over those two legions and moves away later in the film. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. Like, so when, when the village gets attacked and Statham's son is killed by a creature in a field who the son could have just kept running from, cause the son just lays down. Like, cause like the, the thing is like 50 feet back Dude, when he falls, he horror movie tripped. You can't avoid that. Yeah, well he, well, he trips and lays down on the ground, like on his back, and just waits for the thing to kill him. But when the son gets killed, there's this little like retreat that gets called, and the creatures all leave. And so it, they don't explain why the son gets killed either, because the son is a single child running away from a group of people. There's people everywhere this thing could be killing, and it follows him way off from the group, like out into the grass. Unless you're like, you know, a lion who's trying to get gazelles or some shit and you're trying to get the weak one. You don't follow something off from a pack of people yeah. if you're trying to do damage. No. You kill the people in the group. Like, exactly. Why would you do that? Exactly. Yeah. This... And just another contrivance to have some tragic shit happen. And so the, the kid gets killed. Welcome and... to the town of tragedy. We don't know why we call it that yet, but there's the name. Yeah. The kid gets killed off screen, of course. And... <laughs> Another great cut. They cut to Statham and Braun Perlman burying these bodies because the grandma and grandpa got their neck snapped at the same moment. The kids went to run away. He gets killed. And so they have to bury these bodies. And they bury the bodies. There's a serious moment where they're like, oh, man, it's so sad. We're burying these bodies. We're upset about it, blah, blah, blah. And they cut almost immediately to like just them like laughing about stuff, joking around again. Just, let's walk, let's walk Let's walk around in the forest and be silly, guys. Oh yeah, and then then they do this like comedy sequence like two minutes later where they like do like a zip line over some water, and Statham like jumps up and climbs over the with the zip line like with his legs he hooks his legs around it and climbs the rest of the way, and they go at the same time for some reason. Yeah, that and, made that, that made no sense either. Like like why would they go at the same time when they know he needed to stop? And why what was the point of that entire scene other than it to just be wacky? Other, I mean, it didn't. It did nothing. It solved nothing. They could have literally just jumped in the water for all they cared. I mean, I'll tell you. Well, they do make they do make that comment. We could. They're like, we really saved time with this. But I, I'll tell you this about Louis Bowl. Like, if you see more than one of his movies, he has like a bad sense of humor. His his humor is not funny, and the things he thinks are funny are usually badly placed in movies. Right. They're not very funny. Like they're just kind of there. And I think that he thought that was really funny. Like, to him, that was a cool, like, funny scene to endure you to these characters. But these three characters don't stay together for any amount of time. No, no. They're almost um, there. It's almost, what, like, one, maybe two or three scenes later that they're just captured. They're just, like, like, like they're yeah, split like, up again. He gets knocked out, and they get knocked out and put in the cage. And what do they take him to go do? They just take him away somewhere. Uh, the <laughs> the baddie takes him away and says, "Why can't I see in your mind?" And then John, That's and then right. John Reese Davies, "I can't see in your mind." And he, he tries to hang him. And in one of the in one of the few scenes that almost approaches coolness, 
he like kind of kicks the knife back and like gets himself cut free. Right. But yeah, like he kills he kills so many of these shadow beasts that are meant to be like the most badass things ever. Like he kills like I don't want to say any of these things. They even make they make mention that the Krugs are supposed to be these mindless creatures. Like they're 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 trying to do orc equivalents, but it just doesn't work because they keep saying. But the Krugs are not the shadow creatures. The Krugs. Oh, are the you mean the leader that, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the leader guys are like things that that he summoned. Because once remember, once he loses control in the movie, the Krugs just um, start wandering the battlefield. Yeah, and I think I think that's actually Krugs commanders or something because you can kind of see the armor, but the armor isn't so distinctive from the other armors that. They don't look one but of the same. But when the Krugs get cut, they just, their bodies, like, when right. get cut, like, they expel a shadow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely has it, control. Like, I wrote this first battle scene as mind-boggling. I forgot to say that. But, um, so the dialogue in this movie, like, what, I, what it reads like, or what it sounds like, is just, like, someone's reading NPC dialogue from an early Final Fantasy game. People don't really speak to each other or have a conversation as much as they state things about themselves. Right. Just, like, in one-line sentences. It's like, you know, you walk up to a person in town and you just press the talk button and they go. I sure hope our town doesn't get attacked. <laughs> yeah, I'm the miller here, you know, like, okay, like that, that helps me anyway at all. And, and, um, it's just, there's a lot of dialogue like that. There's a lot of like, so overly flowery dialogue that's not earned or well written. To that end, I mean, a comparison back to when we watched Bright, we were very conscious about bringing up that the world building was sound. You actually got a feeling that they were creating things. And this is along that line. It's another fantasy film. They didn't do, they didn't earn any of the limited world building they tried to do. They didn't give any of these characters enough time to really earn you caring about them or giving a shit about this world or even understanding its magic or its peril enough beyond there's a bad guy who has bad magic. And that's it. I'll give them this one. That there's no elves or dwarves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, but the the, the, the the ladies in the forest are nymphs, and I mean, they could be dryads too. So we don't know. Go back to John Reese Davies for a moment. If this other guy's got all this power, and it's this guy's rival, and he's an ex magus, and John Reese Davies is supposed to be older and the better guy, he didn't do anything in this film. Like he uses no abilities at all. He teleports. Uh, he uses that like there's that sword fight that sword that fight lame ass movie. sword fight at the end of the movie. Oh, it's a lame magic that, that sucked so bad. I was gonna say um uh the black guy who's the general right. I can't remember his name, but me and PJ were making fun of it the first time we saw this movie because we were we were saying like how did this dude's beard get so straight? Like, his <laughs> is, like super crisp. He's got uh, we one call- level, he's got one level of uh, mage and he just uses prestige. We were calling him uh, Sir Roderick of Straight Edges. Like we just we kept calling him, <laughs> making that joke about him because like. It's super prominent. Like his his beard is straight, his hairline up is straight. Like no one would have had that. And and to that point, um, the wife character, her eyebrows are really well plucked yeah. and, and like, manicured. Like and not just like like you know you think oh well actresses eyebrows are gonna be like that. No, like these are like freshly done. Like you know, like you'd have them done right now. Not like you would have done in any kind of like medieval setting. Yeah, or whatever this this shit is and i'm gonna tell you what these um, costumes man talking about like people being manicured and all that these costumes are the ren of costumes i've seen in a movie in a i don't while. know i want to say that there's a cool costume for burt reynolds at one point when he's in battle that's kind of cool yeah. but what, what gets you know, the, the burt reynolds thing what gets me about that is that there's this battle scene and like the whole idea is that burt reynolds is leading his army in the battle after he's been poisoned and he's he's been cured by the magus and they go through all this stuff and they get out there, and so there's a there's a rider coming to kill Burt Reynolds, and he's like, okay, this guy's going to come get him. All the archers that are firing fire at this rider, and he, they all hit him. These guys have never been resilient. Like, once they get hit, typically they just go down. Uh-huh. So, like, the rider the rider gets, like, peppered with arrows. The horse gets peppered, which doesn't make any sense. He the gets horse turned into stop. a fucking porcupine with yeah. those arrows. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's arrows sticking out of him and the horse. He just keeps running. And then I want to say, like, the black guy does something, and he gets hit, and then he runs through, like, a crowd of soldiers. And then, no, 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 no. And then the ninjas come out. Can we talk about the king's elite ninja ninja guard? The ninjas jump jump out, like, Power Ranger style, and then jump off each other's shoulders. And he, with, like, a single weapon, like, just kind of deflects, like, six ninjas out of the air. 
And finally, Jason Statham throws a spear and it hits him, but he gets back up from that and then he still has to cut his head off. So all that happens in the space of like a minute of just him charging around the woods. And the whole time that's happening... Freaking Matthew Lillard is sitting over there just taking pot shots at the Matthew king. Matthew Lillard is is doing you know is doing what you would do in in the worst video game, just firing arrows towards the target, <laughs> like, seemingly blind. Like he's not aiming because he's just hitting a tree, flying over his head. And Burt Reynolds sees one of the arrows fly past, uh, the second one. But for whatever reason, he just stays on his horse, stays kind of milling around in this circle. And nobody has shields. Like, I see nobody fighting shields. No, no, no. Um, They don't even have shields. They do have shields. The the spear guys have shields, which don't do anything. But what I was going to say is, like, what doesn't make any sense is there there is 20 to 30 archers with them. He could yell for the archers to fire over there. Like, they they would kill this guy instantly. Right. If if Burt Reynolds is, is within arrow range. Their archers are within arrow range of that person. They don't even fire at lower. They just let him do whatever he wants. They let him escape after he Several he times. the king. Several yeah, times. I, like it's like, hey, this we is, got him. Okay, he, keep an eye on him. He's oh, meant to be he the ran. king's nephew, and you could say, Oh, well, the king loves his nephew. Well, the king hasn't shown this kid any affection. Mm-mm. He seems to hate him and this is after he steals He has poisoned two him. quarters of their he army. He tried or to steal the he stole half of the army. He, uh, oh, and then when they say the 12th Legion, here's what I don't understand. He said he took the 11th and 12th, and then he goes, oh, he took two-thirds of our army. Full stop. <laughs> Math doesn't hold out there, brother, because if you have 12 legions and you take two out of 12, it's not two-thirds of it gone. I don't know if Isn't a legion like a thousand it's men? It's a thousand men, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, they were, they were, you, you're basically saying there's, there's 12,000 men, and he took 2,000 of them, and it's a third. <laughs> No, or two-thirds. No. Oh, I was wrong. If we're talking a Roman legion, typical legion of this period have 5,120 legionaries as well as a large number of followers. There could be as many as 6,000 You know what? Although, I take that back. There is a way that could be possible. I don't think... I, I think it still doesn't make sense because I think the, the people writing this didn't know better, but I think that what could oh, be possible... Oh, the people is, writing this didn't know anything. I mean, like Well, nothing. what I was going to say is that if the legions are bigger parts of the army than, say, the ninjas and the archers, if you take those two parts... Yeah, but I mean, we're talking, they said they have 12 uh, legions. The 11th well, and 12th. Well, I don't 12th. think they knew what legion meant. Like, I think they, they think a legion is just like a group of soldiers, but a legion is a specific number of soldiers. Man, I don't know. It's just, oh man, there's just so many things. Like, I go back to the the way it jumps around. I mean, just, you you never feel like you actually get... Oh man, my head is just spinning right now. It really is. There is is. some positive. Like the only thing I can say positive about this is that it it is. They spent money on it. It doesn't look the the effects don't ever look positive. People spent money, and I guess the casting is diverse. Whoa, talk about the budget though, dude. Six sixty million. So this costs thirty million less than Bright, and it made thirteen. wow oh my god the thing is is that like what were they expected to be because holy shit well let's let's compare it to lord of the rings hold on hold on hold on lord of the rings let's find out kids i have to know uh i guess what we go just the first movie right fellowship of the ring yeah, fellowship because it, we'll see. It's hard to track. Oh though. yeah, all shot at one hold time. on, dude. Yeah, budget ninety three million, which is another thirty three million more, and it made uh eight hundred and seventy one. But Lord of the Rings also cheated because they shot all the movies at once. They didn't spend as much on any individual movie as they would have. So everything they did was done at the same time, which helped them a lot because. Release schedules were really easy to keep up with. Everybody was in costume and ready to go, and that's how you really should do that sort of thing. Yeah, but there are um, fa- there are good fantasy movies out there. I won't say that they're like blockbusters because I mean, let me do this. I'm absolutely in no way refuting your point because I think you got a good, you do have a good point there, Jay. Most fantasy films don't uh, make a ton of money. Um, oh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying most fantasy films don't make a ton of money because their fantasy movies are not popular. Like they just they don't make good money. Uh, historically, they've been 
yeah. less well received movie. Yeah, you go I mean, you go back to uh, Dragon Slayer from '81. Uh, uh, budget of eighteen million, made fourteen. So yeah, I mean, the D and D movie was terrible. I don't know how much it made. Oh, we got to do that at some point. I want to talk about I, I want to talk about Jeremy that. Irons screaming. Well, you know that they made four of those, right? Oh fuck! I just want to die. There's right three now. of these. I movies. just want to die. No, Justin. No, there's not. No, I you can't. Know that? I can't live in a world where there's. I want to say Ron one. Perlman's in, the, in one of the sequels. How somehow. he died? I, exactly. Oh um, man, yeah, there's more than one of these movies. Like there's at least three. Dude, I can't. Oh, I can't, Justin. I can't live in a world where there was more. Where there were four dragon D and D. Oh man, there were three of these. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so there's a name. So there's in the name of the king, uh, two worlds, and in the name of the king, the last job. Oh my god! Two worlds is obviously the second one. Meant to like, copy, uh, take two towers. His name, and I'm sorry, it has Dolph Lundgren in it. <laughs> oh, um, Dolph Lundgren, it has and, Dolph Lundgren and Brigitte and Nielsen, no like you've never, never seen oh, them sorry. before. Elizabeth Rosen is in it too, but no one else you know. Oh my god. I'm just. And then the third one is called In the Name of the King, The Last Job. You mean direct to, direct has, to DVD, um, the sequel? Dominic Purcell is in it, who people might recognize from um, Prison Break and Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. He's uh, Heat Wave. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, but I don't think he's putting this shit on his resume to get other jobs, you know? <laughs> hey. You know, when you, uh, <laughs> you know, you're onto something good when you are on IMDb thinking you're going to see some facts, maybe some things to Hold bring on up a second. and you see a title for a film called George and the Dragon, which oh, listen to listen to the description of the third in the name of the king movie, because I just read this and you need to hear this. OK, a modern day assassin wanting out is hired for one final job to kidnap the kids of a local businessman. Things go haywire when it turns out he's chosen to return to the Middle Ages and bring back order to the kingdom in chaos. Oh, fuck you. Time travel? No. Fuck. World travel? Is it world or time? Time. He he goes back to the Middle Ages. Oh, no. And they're all Louis Bowl movies, by the way. They're all Louis Bowl. These are not different movies that someone bought the rights to. He did all these. No. He's even got a good actor in this. It's Dominic Purcell. That's what I said. Dominic Purcell, oh, the guy from God. Oh, God. I'm so angry right now, Justin. No. Oh. These, movie make just, me, these movies make me angry. These movies make me angry. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. This is. And this is one of the better Uwe Ball movies. Like, they, they yeah. honestly get worse from here. Like, this is, this is about as good as they get. Yeah. Soon, guys, we will be doing uh, uh, some of the other Uwe Ball films. So, strap Postal. in. They're coming. They are coming. Oof. So uh, I mean, this is just like everything else. We, we try to start a group of movies and we, we can't take it. So we, <laughs> we can't. We, we, we put a toe in the water and it's like, no, nope, there's a piranha. Leprechaun. Oh, my God. So, I mean, OK, so, you know, you brought up a good point earlier. We do need to see if we can find there's got to be there has to be some good here. I mean, I, I almost revel in some of the bad because I can tell you right now. Um, the uh, oh, his name completely escapes me. The bad guy that played the bad guy. Really? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's acting as the bad guy in this isn't close to um, Jeremy Irons in the D&D movie, but what I was saying, Ray Liotta shit, is it's not, fun. Ray Liotta is being Ray Liotta, though. Like, oh, this yeah. is about <laughs> this is about as good as he can do. It's on his own. just chuckling. Uh, it's chuckling in the it, movie. Whether you watch him in the league, which is a TV show or this, he's the same character. Yeah. I want to say that he gets his brain eaten by Hannibal Lecter in the movie Hannibal, and I don't remember how he acts in that movie. Uh, but Ray Liotta with half his brain eaten? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, he's in Goodfellas. <laughs> he's awesome in Goodfellas. I've never seen Goodfellas, but what I'm saying is that like that's the that's the kind of character he's playing in this. Like he acts like a mob boss. Like I like his laughing, like his like <laughs> his little like giggles <laughs> and shit he does. <laughs> And, like, that's good. There's some weird, like, rapey stuff he does to the wife character that's yeah. later on. Like, he gets real close to her face, and it's creepy. Well, like, He's like, you're pregnant. He's like, I can feel him inside of you. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Well, his... <laughs> the, the whole thing is, is, like, I never really got the the thought at all that, like, this guy 
was not just a bastard to be a bastard. You know what I mean? Like he, it never felt like he had motivation. <laughs> they tried to make it like, oh, he's crazy. He's a madman. It's like, but what's his goal? What did he say? He says, when, when I'm king, crazy would just be we'll call power. Power, yeah, what? just be called powerful. What? No, that's not, that's that not how that works. Yeah, it's just that's you and, can't do that. And then, like, we actually the movie opens with him like fucking Lily Sapolsky, which is weird. And we're meant to believe that someone who's like closer to her father's age has like seduced her, but we don't really know how that yeah. happened because that was a really creepy way when the film opened like that. They were uh, I had forgotten, and I went, "Oh, that's okay." Ray Liotta's getting handsy. All right. I mean, yeah, you you, you could you, almost any movie that opens on a sex scene. Like, I would dare people to tweet at us or whatever. A movie that opens with a sex scene that's good because I'll take that back. There's one example that I won't let you use because this movie's beyond being judged, and that's Antichrist. Opens with a sex scene. Oh, we can't even I go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like avant garde shit. So don't try to say it's a good movie, but. Like, I can think of two examples that open with sex scenes is this and The Room, which has like eight oh, different sex scenes in it. You mean you a, whole lot of, a whole lot of nipple humping? Or not no, nipple, like uh, uh, belly, button. belly button humping. There it is. It's funny, too, because we were, we were discussing this the other day, but there's this uh, whole subreddit on Reddit called Bad Women's Anatomy. And it's just people who either draw or tell stories about women, and they're like impossible the way women's bodies work. Like they don't know where vaginas are or whatever. <laughs> and so someone drew this picture of Wonder Woman that's meant to be like porn, and I sent it to PJ because the way she's like squatting down and her vagina is like where her belly button should be. Oh, and I man. thought of that Tommy Wiseau thing, and it's funny because PJ asked me about it. And I couldn't send it to him at the time because I was like on the phone with him, and so I sent it after I when I went to bed and he was like probably already asleep. So he probably woke up in the morning to go to work and had a text to like open it. It's like, Oh, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> Out of context memes. Yeah. I mean, this movie, like Lisa Bleeski, I, I, mean, I say that she's pretty, you know, she can act. I mean, well, speaking of acting, it, it, Matthew Lillard, I got to give him some credit. I really got to give you know, him some Matthew credit. You know, Matthew Lord does do a good job. But Matthew Lord does a good bad. job. Like, Joffrey does a good job. And that you wanted to fucking kill him. Like, every scene, he's whining. Yeah. He he starts to pout and cry like a child. Like, you really want to kill Matthew Lord. Like, he's more, more, more annoying than Joffrey is in Game of Thrones. And the reason why it doesn't get as bad is you don't see him as long. Like, if he lasted as long as Joffrey, like, if you watched a season of this well, show, but there's a difference. done for. There's a difference. Joffrey, we got to finally get some vindication and see get killed. Lillard just gets away. They don't do well, anything also, with him. He, he's also 14. Oh, yeah. You still want? Come Wait, on, people does still want to die in this movie. He doesn't die, nope. does he? Nope. He gets away scot free, as far as I can tell. They, they. He says, "I'm the king," and then they're like, "Nope, his illegitimate son is the king." Everybody right. goes, they just Yay, do that scene. and that's it. They just do that scene, and it's over. Yep. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> you just summed up this film. <laughs> and I mean, they had so many reasons to kill that guy. He slaps that black general in the face. Louis Sabliski was going to stab him, but she just stood there holding a sword. Like, no one really did anything. I was hoping she was just going to step in and be a real badass, or that we'd get we'd get some of these guys just really throwing down. I was really hoping that the, the head of the King's Guard, the, the uh, you know, what'd you call him? Uh, Jameson Good Angles or something? Um, what'd you call him? Uh, Sir Roderick of Straight Edges. There it is, there it is. <laughs> I thought Roderick was going to actually jump in and would just really kick some ass. And that they were going to have this really great last fight. But then they had to go, no, we have to have the storm fight over here, which is lame. We have to have John Reese davies get killed off before he can do anything cool. And then we have to have some of the other main cast who you're supposed to like through the film be completely ineffectual against this guy till the end. I mean, Rod, the, the Roderick guy, and there's two black generals in that army. And it's like a ZZ Top general, too, like a guy with a beard and like long hair and shit. And oh, yeah. Those are the commanders. And two of them survived the movie. Uh, the other black guy seems to be more or less not even doing anything besides like bringing bad news to people and then like in the background yeah. of scenes. Yeah. The bearded guy, he's the one who deserts for whatever reason. He deserts And then the he army. just steps right back in and he's fine. Yeah, he deserts, the, he, he deserts the king based on the king's nephew telling him something that he doesn't see with his own eyes and they just leave. He doesn't go to the king and ask permission. He doesn't go to the king and verify things. He doesn't go to the commander and verify. Like, he could have gone to the black commander, the other black commander, 
the Merlin guy and asked, hey, are we supposed to leave with the nephew? Nope. And then they get out to the area where they're going to go, and he's like, he meets up with monsters. He's like, this is our new army, and it's the monster characters, and they still don't question it. No, like, I and was expecting until, him to go, no, I'm out, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not until the other army comes, and they see the actual king step out, that he's like, oh, I, I, I go back to their side. I'm like, what were you doing? Like... You you deserted through all these other things that you knew to be a problem, knew to be wrong, and this is the one thing. Oh, the king's there. I gotta go back, and I don't know. It made no sense, and I I just oh like so many things in this movie. Just I know we're getting folks. We know we're talking in circles right now. Trust me, we 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 fully understand. But that's what this. I the, mean, our editing is a reflection of this film. It doesn't feel like anything really made sense or was edited it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it doesn't i'm sorry okay so there's a really good scene and i laughed at and this is to show you how ineffect ineffective their emotional stakes are so there's a part where they go to um what's it called they go to um get the wife out and they're captured and that's, that's what happens yeah Statham goes to the wife's cage and is trying to talk to her, and he gets knocked out, and she kind of thinks that she's dreaming he's there. And then the other two friends get captured and put in her cage. Oh, and yeah. Gets off and hung. <laughs> so they wake up, and she's questioning about, like, you know, what's going on. She's like, where's Farmer? And so she goes, she goes where is Zeph? Zeph is the son. She goes, where is Zeph? Is he with our parents? He's talking to her brother. She, he goes, and sure her is. her brother looks at him, and I was like, yeah, in a manner of speaking, yeah, he's with our parents. <laughs> like, but they're all dead. About it. Yeah, but uh, they're also all dead. I'm sorry. Sorry for your loss. Oh, uh, I, I laughed at that really hard, though. And then there's another thing I laughed at really hard, with, which was like a line a few minutes later. The mage guy finds Farmer on the ground, and he has like a little vial he pulls out. He's like, he's like, he farmer's like been hung and he's choking and stuff and laying on the ground. And so he comes up to farmer and he, he puts a little bottle to his mouth and goes, drink this. And he pours it in his mouth and he like coughs and spits it all up. <laughs> oh, and he's like, what is it? And I was like, it's my piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, like, there's actually, there's actually, actually have a tidbit about that. Um, Yui bowl actually, uh, to, uh, they made a mixture of tea and ketchup to make Jason Statham spew it like that that way to get a good genuine reaction out of him is he in the movie at all we both usually usually will appear in his own films i did not see him in this one but then again he could have been behind one of the oh this is another tidbit i have guess how much those costumes for the the faux urukai cost no idea some of the costumes cost over 10 grand to produce what can you? I can't believe that. That looks like they went to a Halloween costume and got some blown plastic shit and just put it on people. Like, here's the thing. I don't even have an idea what those things actually look like because they're always in the helmets. They're always, like, moving too fast or, like, in a fucking cluster or in the rain fighting in the dark. I yeah, don't know. They're, like, they're weird beast men. And, it, and the ending is really abrupt, too. Um, yeah, he's smooching her, and he just goes, "I love you." She like nobody's going. Our son died, or our son. Well, that's avenged. a through line from the movie. Remember earlier, like she, he wouldn't say it in the very beginning of the movie. And they like have sex. Yeah, and then, but like, nobody he, even brings up like our like our son and our village or, and our parents are now avenged. No one cares F about this that guy. That was that was two hours ago. <laughs> um, there's also that rope scene where they have to cross the canyon. Like the Merlin guy teleports into a little hole in the castle. They says it's a breezeway, but he oh, has to the God, I did not understand that. And so they get on a rope, and what happens? They throw the rope into something, and Louis Zablisky and the other guy pull the rope straight, and then him and Alora jump on the rope. Statham and Laura jump on the rope and swing out, and she like. He like drops and she grabs him and throws him or something. Yeah. And we're meant to believe that she throws him across a canyon that is easily like, I don't know, a quarter of a mile wide. Like it looks really fucking wide. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. <laughs> like they're at the back of a castle and like it's wide enough that when Merlin goes across there, like he turns into smoke or some shit and flies over there. The castle's in the distance. The castle is not close. Like it's pretty fucking far off. And. So she throws the rope originally, like across there to hook onto a, a rock. Um, 
we're not showing where the rock she hooks in is because she, th- she swings her up around with, with like a weight on it and throws it across and it just cuts to it hooking through some rocks where are these rocks i don't know so it doesn't you don't know where the rope is hanging from what they're swinging on it for and then he just grabs the ledge as he's let go of like he was just right there and just climbs up the castle well why didn't and, why in that same moment why didn't john D, uh uh merlin wait for the party and say all right you guys get in i'm going it's like i need to distract him what no you didn't he had no way there was those two things don't didn't even touch each other that room you wound up in wasn't anything to do with anything in the castle Well, no the distraction i think was meant to be like you know how he senses where people are all the time i think that he was like okay if i go in there and like magic fight him he won't be able to sense you coming is what i think they were talking about ugh because remember, he doesn't send Statham again until after the other guy is dead. I and just, at, least, at least he gets the power. She does do that one thing with her magic. Like, she stops him with, like, magic waves or some shit. Yeah, and uh, she is untrained, end. so I'll give her that. Like, she's not going to know. Well, a better question is, what was uh, Ray Liotta doing with those books? Like, so he picked them <laughs> up at a book I didn't know he was now. a bookmancer. Yeah, he picks him up with a book tornado and like lifts him up like I don't know, fifteen feet off the ground, and it just drops him. <laughs> like he doesn't use the books to hit him or anything. He, bind, like, he binds him with the books and like uses him like shackles. Oh yeah, you're right. He falls on the ground and then like he opens the books over his wrist with magic and like traps him down. But I was thinking to myself like, okay, a book can't open that tightly against you. You would just slide your hands through the book like. Well, this only works if we posit a world where Statham's arms don't come towards <laughs> his body. <laughs> it's like, what? He's so small that he can't pull his arms in. Yeah, he can't He can't pull his arms towards his body because his, his shoulder muscles don't work that way. What? Uh, like he's a roach or some shit and he can't bend that direction. Well, um, I think we're climbing to the 45-minute mark here, brother. And I, I look, I cannot talk about this movie anymore. This was a train wreck, man. I just, I mean, it really isn't as bad as it could have been. Like, you, you'd be surprised. Well, but I've the bigger seen, problem is more that it's just... But the, look at the difference here, man. I could go back and watch episodes of Hercules, The Legend Continue, <laughs> you know, or Xena. Or I, no, those are actually at least fun. They're actually fun shows. But the biggest problem here is, yeah, that's the problem. If, if this movie had been this bad, but had been funny or fun, uh it wouldn't be that I wouldn't remember it that badly. Right. Like a, a perfect example is Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity is a bad movie by any standard. But it's fun. But Blade Trinity is Blade Trinity is the best comedy of two thousand and four. <laughs> I, I, I laughed so fucking hard at that movie, and it was it was funny because I went to see it with with our friend Ricky and his friend John, and John actually like like makes movies and stuff. Like he's like directed movies before like student films right. and like a small pictures and so john was really in the movies and he was really excited to see blade and we were just all tagging along and i went in there i was upset for like 15 minutes of the movie and then it was just too funny to be upset at it and i was just laughing my ass off but he was mad at that movie and i was like yeah like if you let go of the fact it's meant to be a third blade movie and just laugh at the shit that's happening on screen it's the funniest shit ever <laughs> like hands down and so, like, if it had been that kind of thing where it's just overpoweringly funny, but none of these jokes land, none of these characters are, um, you know, very good or very endearing. and They're not. Statham is charisma, is really charisma-based. It's hard to um, really say how you could make a Statham movie and not make him endearing. He's endearing in Snatch. He's endearing when he's murdering everybody in um, Fast and the Furious. Like, he kills one of my favorite characters in those movies. He's still endearing. And this character is not like that. It's just, it's, it's terrible. No, no. And I think that's, I think that's one of the, the main faults of the film. If we're going to go into, let's, let's just shift gears to final thoughts. Um, I really think that's where this film lacked is it did not endear you to any of these characters. That's where I'll say it fell off for me is, is that I, I by the end of the film, I genuinely did not give a shit whether any of them died or not. And none of the black characters died. That was cool. Uh, and they were they weren't bad. They were actually characterized fairly well. It's just that like I had no attachment. Yeah, to them. there's some Matthew Willard stuff. With his history with the with the one commander, he cut his face when they were kids, and there was just like there's there's this animosity towards the between the two of them. But it's not played up enough because there's not much screen time with them together, so it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, this movie had just been about Matthew Willard and that black dude, and another person was the son was the king's son, and the king was which we didn't mention that by the way. Statham's the king's son. That's the secret of the movie that he's a farmer, and they even make a line early on. He thinks you become what you what you uh, do or whatever. So he calls himself farmer. It's the stupidest shit. So what's his name um, now, King? Everybody no, just calls him King. They, they, I know, they but name. they never they call him that. They one. say it in that uh, one scene, and then they, they never say it call like him twice. That. Yeah. So what? But, what are your yeah. what? What are your final thoughts on this, Jay? Uh, it's bad. I mean, it's more bad because it's boring than it is badly made. It's badly made too, but it's the kind of badly made that could be like troll fun if it was like badly made and funny. And it's not even accidentally funny. Like a few times, it's I laugh because in my head I thought different shit and laughed at that, but. That's just my natural reaction to shitty movies. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, well, guys, I think we're going to put the nail in the coffin on this one uh, and just simply say, oh, man, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this about a movie. Don't watch In the Name of the King. It's not good. <laughs> it's just not we good. Even sequels. I mean, you know, we, we, we have to do our plug stuff still, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. What do you got? At the bottom of the show, brother. What do you, what do you, uh, where can they find you? What are you doing? What are you working on? I mean, SCTK86 on Twitter, at Lindsay Justin on Instagram. And I have a podcast with Laura called Last Chance Theater that's also on iTunes and um, Google Play. That's it. It's pretty great, guys. It's pretty great. If you get the opportunity to uh, get over there, take a look at the program, um, it's, um, it's good. That's good stuff. And remember, and remember that those episodes are usually edited down from like four hours to one. So it's pretty <laughs> Yeah, they get to talking. <laughs> uh, for me on Twitter, guys, you can catch me at, uh, at Gil Newman, G-I-L-L-N-E-W-M-A-N-3 on Twitter. Um, all roads lead back to Midnight Layer. You can go to www.midnightlayershow.com. We're actually going to be revamping it very soon. Uh, we're making some pretty significant pro- progress on the show itself, so you're going to be seeing some really cool, super neat things very, very soon from Pumpkin Bomb Productions, our company. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, J- Justin, anything else you uh, uh, want to plug at the end? Anything you uh, want to recommend to the audience uh, other than this movie? Uh, no, no, um, <laughs> no, no. We'll just we'll uh, just cap it with if that. If you want, if you want like other weird podcast things out there. Uh, Sure. This is some things in our vein. Uh, eight book bit, cl- eight bit book club is really funny. It's just they read video game books. And there's another book called Cold. There's another podcast called Cold Dog Soup, where they uh they take songs written by people in like high school and dissect them, and they're fucking terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Like they 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 read through line by line, and some of them are just the worst lyrics, like poetry that just, just man. You gave me something you know. to do after we're wrapped up. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, I think with that, we're gonna call it a wrap. Uh, as always, I'm Gil, and I'm Justin, and uh, stay scary. Good night, everybody. Yeah, don't watch this movie, please. Don't watch this movie. Oh, don't you... do it to yourselves. Just, just uh, <laughs> don't. Insert Ray Liotta chuckle here. <laughs>